Hey, what's up, everybody? It is Sunday, May 29th, 2022, Memorial Day weekend. Welcome to episode 21 of the Not Mind You podcast manga. Uh, I'm TJ. I'm Matt, and it's so hard <laughs> to say goodbye to yesterday. How could they do this? <laughs> and I'll know. take with me the memories Man, to be boy. my sunshine. Shout out Ayashima. How could they do this shit, bro? <laughs> I know, I know, but let me get us into the docket first. So uh, if you if you've read the latest chapters, obviously, spoiler, but I mean, you know our MO. Anyway, the docket for this week, we got Hajime no Ipo, we got Sakamoto mm-hmm. Days, we got Ayashiman. Don't know. say it. We got uh, Kaiju number eight. We got Jujutsu Kaisen, and we got My Hero Academia. And of course, we also have our topic of the week, which this week is what, Matt? I don't even care. Let's <laughs> 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 have a good free. week this week. Is our favorite <laughs> MMA fighter and or martial artist. Right. Uh, I guess. With that, with that <laughs> this is going to be a depressed episode. <laughs> With that being said, no, it, shit happens, man. Um, I mean, this isn't really a spoiler, but uh, this week's Ayashiman is unfortunately the last one. Uh, as you know, we've been hyping it up this whole time. No, because I've been telling them for 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 twenty one episodes. Right, check out Ayashiman. I've been telling yeah. my friends, telling yeah. my family, telling kids, telling adults, <laughs> telling kids, random kids, like, hey, child, hey, <laughs> on the like street, manga. Give me this Read comic this. book, bro. You don't need that. You need <laughs> this. Put this in your life. Uh, but I mean, shit happens. But um, fuck, man, I don't know. With that, I, it's what it is. Let's get into Hajime no Ippo. We'll start off on like a positive note, right? Let's get into Hajime no Ippo. Matt, take it away. All right. So this week we had Hajime no Ippo chapter 1382 entitled Reunion. Now picking mm-hmm. up where we left off, we're in Mexico. Ippo was uh, riding with the Mascaras brothers with Sendo in the back seat as well as Sendo's handler. And uh, they seemingly have just hit Wally with their <laughs> Escalade. <laughs> yeah. Um, you got Epo and Sendo are both like sitting there, like, "Oh, it happened. That's it. <laughs> like we're di- it's we just killed Wally, <laughs> and we got to we probably got to call the police and or get an ambulance rather." And uh-huh. then they hear like rustling on the roof, and he's like, "Hey guys, I was waiting on y'all." And everybody's like super shocked that he's not dead, mm-hmm. and he was like. Yeah, I came to came to get you. Apparently, he just you know used his little monkey abilities to just backflip on top of the car, mm-hmm. which was insane. But hey, you know, we've also Wally. seen all the things. Yeah, Wally. Wally, we've seen the things they've made him be able to do. Hey, I mean, you know, he's dodging death for now. So, sir, but yeah, <laughs> like, you're you're not wrong. <laughs> so they get in the gym and stuff, which. Out the gate, the first thing I thought was funny was that the Mascaras brothers are still wearing their gear. <laughs> yeah. And in the background, they're still singing and yep. dancing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they go in the gym. Also, Wally is like sitting on Epo's shoulders. I don't know how that even ended up happening. But 
He's sitting on his yeah, shoulders, yeah. whatever. Wally. Yeah. Wally. <laughs> That's it's just Wally. He's, and that's he's, just, he's a weird friend. <laughs> yeah. He's the weird friend, and Epo is a unit. So, yeah. Um, yeah, man. So, everybody's all introducing themselves, and then Sendo goes into super Sendo mode and smacks Wally's hand away when he tries to shake his hand. He was like, My, my hands are like for fighting. And then Wally bites his hand. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was weird. I thought it was hilarious. Sendo's face, everybody else like just falling over and shit. And um, you know, pretty much he was like, Well, you know, that was that. It was like the little comedic relief moment. Mm-hmm. And then Epo goes to talk to that was a not Wally, that was a Vorx coach. Yep. Uh Dan Kichi Hama, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he just, just a little brief, quick conversation. He asked about Kamigawa and he asked him how things are going because, you know, things seem pretty serious. Um, <laughs> the things pretty much seem pretty serious. And then he was like, yo, so is he healthy? And he's like, yeah, he's pretty much in good health. And then he was like, all right, then the beef ain't over. <laughs> Basically. I was like, okay. <laughs> and then uh, we cut over to Sendo and Wally sparring and... Sendo is finding out, like, <laughs> Wally. <laughs> I guess yeah. I'll just say that. Yeah. <laughs> Sendo is doing his best to try to crack Wally, but, you know, Wally. <laughs> you know, Wally's just, like, not getting hit, moving all around, dancing around Sendo. And Sendo loads up, kind of puts Wally in a situation, and he's now going for his signature attack, the smash. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much where the chapter ends. Uh, Sendo's gonna Sendo. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that you can do about that. He's more than likely not gonna be able to hit Wally. He might even hit the ground. Um, Wally, I believe, is just gonna continue to narrowly escape death until he is trapped in the ring with death itself, which is Ricardo. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, you know, good chapter gave us pretty. It pretty much hit all of the the EPO bullet points. Got a little action, a little comedy, and just. A little bit of story, like they just kind of just gave you a little bit of all the stuff that you typically get. So we'll see what happens in the rest of the next chapter with Sendo trying to murder Wally before he can get his world title fight off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about you, TJ? How you feeling? Uh, first note off the top of the head, and it just came to me while you were talking about the coach. It's like uh, Coach Dankichi like checking in on uh, Kamigawa's health to figure out what's the status of the beef. Can it continue? But it's like everyone else seems to be aware of Epo's comeback, except for Epo. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like another like non-main character being like, oh, Kamigawa's healthy and you're over here about to, you know, help my help my uh, protege train or whatever. All right, our beef will continue, you know, and mm-hmm. who's who are, who's going to be like the proxies for their beef, Vorg and Epo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> to my notes, but like, Wally got hit by a damn Escalade, bro. And Escalade... You know how big, I, I just saw a 2022, 2023 Escalade the other day. I was like, did they get bigger? Like, <laughs> and, like he got, that's like getting hit by a tank, AKA a smaller Ricardo Martinez. Shout out. Right. Uh, and my man just rolled off the roof like we thought he would, you know, pops back in front of the windshield like a whole Muppet, you know? Uh, and we, we like, you were even saying this, like uh, last chapter we reviewed, right? It's like, he probably just rolled off of it. And, you know, sure enough, he did. But still, that's an Escalade. The look on Epo and Sendo's faces when they were contemplating the legal ramifications, which you pointed out, that 
panel and sequence of panels had me rolling. Because uh, yeah. they were just like, oh, shit, we're on foreign soil. Yep. We just killed a kid. <laughs> you know, you know I mean? This literally uh, could not get any worse. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I got to give, uh, you know, Morikawa credit because he knows how to draw, like, nervous faces really well. Oh, my God. Uh, the it, best. It's just hilarious every single time. And, you know, I just called Wooly a kid, but he's got to be at least 18. Right? Like, he's he's fighting professionally. This is not... I don't know how old he is in jungle years. Yeah. <laughs> in jungle years. Yeah, no, we had to... Uh, they had to take a look at his bones and count the rings. Like, yeah. <laughs> like no. Yeah, I just... I don't know what it is. I'm just going to assume he's at least 18. Maybe, like, where he's from, you know, they just stay looking young or whatever. Watch Roley's actually, like, you know, 56 or something. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, you know... Wolly's gonna Wolly, like we said earlier, right? Climbing mm-hmm. on Ebo's shoulders and shit. But uh, I think I think he knew what time it was when he gave when he bit Sendo's fist. You know what I mean? Like it was hilarious. But like, I think Wolly knew what time it was. I think he knew exactly what Sendo meant by that. Um, it was testing the density of that motherfucker. Yeah, dude. I think it's it it gave me the same impression. Like this is something Pickle would do. Uh, if you know, you know. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> you know, you know. Like pickle would go further, but if you know, you know. Mm. Uh, Coach Miguel trying to cover that up though, and Epo seeing through the BS again. Funny, and Sendo like believing it. Funny. Um, we already talked about uh, Dan Kichi and Kamogawa, mm. um, but Sendo's wrong for not holding back during the sparring session. But I guess it was also an opportunity for us to see how like Wally's footwork has gotten even more technical right it was less animal like if that makes sense um sando couldn't touch him you know and like you i also believe that the smash will not connect if it even gets released right like there might be a chance that Bro. you know somebody steps in right or while he fucking counters his ass before he gets that smash or that and you know buzzes I mean? him he's like what the hell like, or that yeah. and they might say, all right wally's chances just went from zero to zero point five percent um, <laughs> I think that's still too high. <laughs> uh, you know, I could see like someone like Ebo or the coaches intervene, right? Uh, but I like the idea too of Wally just being like, scoop, you know? Mm-hmm. But fun chapter. And of course, the Skamaras just doing the most in the background of the panels whenever they're like slightly featured is just wow. hilarious, you know? Uh, but yeah, I, I anytime we get to have a chapter of Epo, now that we're full blown in Mexico and getting ready for the final battle, it's cool. I am looking forward to like that uh, Vorg Epo, you know, preparation before Vorg's battle though, because that that's something we've been talking about. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, can't complain when it comes to Epo. Yep, go ahead, take us into the next one, brother. Take us into. Sakamoto Sakamoto. Yeah. Yuto Suzuki, chapter 72. What's the title of this one? So long. Uh, where do we leave off? Sakamoto just dispatched Shania yeah. Gaku. I'm going to get you into the summary. Dispatched his ass. Dispatched. Uh, it's the aftermath of the big battle. Everyone's healing and they all passed, even Kill Baby. And I got a note on that. Shania has woken up only to reveal that he was hired by Slur and the crew. The goals have remained the same. Get to the JCC and dig up whatever info Sakamoto and Sheen can find on Slur. For the Slur crew, though, it's all about increasing their numbers for the most part, right? As the choppers depart, carrying everybody back to, like, you know, what would be safety or at least the mainland, right? Uh, We get an insane reveal and a new challenger, 
right? Let me get into the review. The head test admin, Usami, is still alive, and Mizuna is still alive. They both made it. I was like, okay, I, I was wondering about that in the back of my head. Man. Nice to get confirmation. Uh, now, this is what I have about Kill Baby. Remember how I said at the start of this uh, jungle of death, force of death arc, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, Kill Baby might be the Hercule of this series, and look, lo and behold, he fucked around and he passed the test. Yep. <laughs> like, survived. It seems like they just, they just told the niggas that lived that they passed. Right. <laughs> Basically, like, like, he got by on the technicality, but a dub is a dub, I guess, right? Um, Man, everybody else was dead. Alternative title for this could have been Never Meet Your Heroes, right? Yeah, uh, that's funny as listen, hell. Listen, listen. Toromaru had a full-on mental breakdown when she realized that the Sakamoto that was in front of her <laughs> was her idol, bro. The kanji that said, like, you know, starting to not be a fan anymore or whatever it was. Yeah. Like, it just, it's like, yo. She's like, damn, am I a bandwagon fan? Do I <laughs> yeah. not rock with him because he's fat? Like, is it me? She was questioning. She, that whole internal monologue, like, that she had was just <laughs> the most in the best way possible. Uh, it was pure gold, bro. I mean, the way Sheen went, she still got a long way to go. So that means Sheen was still low-key trying to compete with her on who's the better Sakamoto fan. And he was like, I won, you know? Mm. Um, oh, another thing I called out uh, last time we reviewed the chapter, Shania would definitely be in pain. His body was ripped to shreds, right? Yeah. <laughs> Also, what's with his plain face? <laughs> like, like imagine waking the goggles were doing him favors, bro. Like his man. face is so plain. <laughs> like, Dog, imagine waking up feeling like you just, you know, fell through a plane, which you did. Right. And then being like, yo, you under arrest. Like, dog, what? <laughs> like, Excuse me, somebody, please fill in these blanks. <laughs> like, like, I mean, it was just like, yo. He's in so much pain that he's talking about like, no, I was just trying to pay back my student loans. I was like, damn. Damn. <laughs> like, I was like, it do be like that. I get it. Right. And then, and then my boy's in so much pain, but he can check his phone to make sure the direct deposit came through. <laughs> like, like old man was, said, did the money come was, through? Can y'all check that for me? Because, yeah. um, I, I mean, if I'm finna get locked up, at least, you feel at me? At least, just make me... You know, at least for commissary. <laughs> no, like, you know, he's still going to jail, though. He's got to answer for those crimes. Uh, him and, I guess, the slur crew. But I like how the chapter also did kind of, I don't want to say brought it back full circle, but reminded us of what, you know, the overall goal was. Because you can get lost in the arc sometimes. You can get lost in the action. But it reminded us, again, Team Sakamoto. We got to get more info on Uzuki at the JCC. And to a certain degree, uh, also... Akira, uh, anxiety youngsters, auntie, right? Get a little mm-hmm. bit more info on her too if they, if they so happen to stumble upon it. And then for Team Slur, it was to scout out some new members uh, and, you know, increase their numbers, right? Mm-hmm. I know it was supposed to be a semi-serious chapter, but anytime we saw those panels with Sakamoto having Sheen tucked under his arm like a basketball. That shit was hilarious. Bro. Like a gym bag <laughs> like, and shit. Like, real talk, right? It's like, you're just going to keep him scooped up? It also makes me think, like, how tall is Sakamoto, man? Like, this is a full-on human. Like, a Bro, fully how strong is human. Like, well, how tall and how strong is like that, that he's got Sheen looking like a, a duffel bag. <laughs> like, Yeah, bro, uh, casually carrying dude right, around. Right, right. You know, 
young face mask was barely keeping it together at the end there. And it was hilarious too how, you know, Sheena was expecting that emotional goodbye. I was like, bro, have you not been paying attention to Mafuyu this whole time? Like, like yeah, bro, he's been suffering. He's, <laughs> yeah. His anxiety is not allowing him to say anything else. Right, right. That and like, he might have like a full on fever and shit too. Uh, yeah. But bro, I felt that panic too, Mafuyu. Like I was Mafuyu and Mafuyu was us. We were young face masks. And young face mask was us. When we revealed to see Kanaguri's on that chopper, you know the chances of that chopper not making it just went up 100%. Because this yep. nigga's going to fuck around and be like, I got to shoot this movie. Blast Bro. a hole in the chopper. And that's Also, how wild is it? He was in on it. Well, okay, so I have a theory on that, right? Uh-huh. Okay. I don't think it's going to be... Um, uh, that. E- well, before I get to that, right? Let me get Let me get through these notes real quick. I don't think it's going to be that easy for Kashima to erase any of Uzuki's records at the JCC. Cause I would think that at this point they would send word to the headquarters, right? Like they'd be like, yo, something's crazy going on. Uh, this one dude was paying back his sumos and got hired by such and such, blah, blah, blah. I'd imagine they'd send a word ahead. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the new dude by the name of Carolina Reaper, if that's not the hardest name I've seen so far in this series, right? Carolina, Carolina Reaper, Reaper was crazy. That was crazy. Out here looking like a Gojo, like, distant cousin or something. I don't know, man. Uh, It it looks like he can use cursed energy. That's neither here nor there. But Mm -hmm. you already know he's got at least a rusty-ass voice based on how his text bubbles were looking. And then, like, it looks like he's the new mole, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. I did not see that come by. I think we had talked about Mafuya and Totomaru potentially being recruited uh, by Team Slur. Like, he was looking at that cast and crew, but I didn't think he would be recruiting them. I thought, like, his focus was on uh, Kaji and Sheen, if I'm being 100% honest, because it looked like they're mm-hmm. the ones who could, like, you know, dish it out back to him a little bit, because they were on the verge of winning until he, like, leaned in with his controller. Um, but, so, with Kanaguri, I'm confused. So, the way I interpreted it is, like, he might just be oblivious because homie's just trying to make the best movie possible, right? Mm-hmm. Um... Cause the way it looked like the the voice coming out, I don't was that was that coming out of the loudspeaker of the chopper, like Slur's voice, or was that like speaking directly to Carolina Reaper? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But Kanaguri yeah, yeah, is technically speaking a point. member of the order, right? So mm-hmm. I mean, if he betrayed them, that like who knows what that'd be like. But I'd imagine like But I mean I don't know, man. I, I th- that just makes me like even more excited for the next chapter. Because I, w- I want to dive a little bit deeper into what's going on there. Matt, go into your thoughts right now, bro. Might as yeah, well. bro. I, I just think he's in on it. I, mm. I, that was how I, that was how I read it because for them to go from like, oh, yeah, we got two people that we thinking, you know what mm. I'm saying? And now they're mm. on this chopper and they're getting strapped in. It's like, yeah, our new friends will be accompanying us. It was like, it had to have been those two. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I just, I feel like I thought it was a great chapter. Oh, 100%. I, I enjoyed all of it front to back. Um, I was definitely happy to see Kanaguri come back, just obviously not in that. Because we had uh, been wondering about his ass, too. Yeah. You know, obviously not in this context, but right. like when he came back, I was like, oh, man. I was like, I know TJ was geeked to see this because I know you <laughs> yeah. rocked with Kanaguri. Um, yeah. Also, it's like just in true villain fashion, like Gaku just not giving a damn about Shinya. Like, nah. well, you broke his body. It's like, okay. Okay, but did he die for real? Like, 
he's the one who needs to pay back his student loans. We just had the money. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Right. Oh my goodness. Well, yeah, man, I thought, excuse me. I thought it was a really good chapter. I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't really have much to add past what you were saying because, you know, I, I thought you were just hitting up pretty much all of my points like nails on the head. Mm. Like, I'm just interested in seeing what's going to happen. Carolina Reaper was hard. That introduction yeah. was hard. Yeah. They do a great job of just introducing people. When they introduce characters, when they're meant to feel serious, they feel serious. And then, and like, bro, what was he eating? Design, man. I don't like some type of candy. I don't know. But why is it making his voice that rusty? Man, mm-hmm. I don't know. Some type of yeah, you Marilyn like Manson, Not Gojo, weirdo yeah. <laughs> type yeah. of dude. I don't know what was going on. Man. All the red flags. It's like, these are children. It's like, you like some candy? I'm like, no. Like, bro, I'm so <laughs> uncomfortable, please. Shopper. Oh, my goodness. Imagine young face mask with his anxiety and his, like, germophobia. This nigga, like, all alarm bells must be ringing in his head. And then seeing kind of goody and being in a... Of a fucking uh, uh, chopper, like in the air, like mm-hmm. man's liable to have a heart attack. Anyway, anything else you guys say about this chapter, bro? No, nah, man, it, it's all good. You know, it was another good chapter. We're gonna get another one next week. It's gonna be fire. All right, well, it's time. You gotta take man, us into everybody, get your lighters in the sky one time. One time. <laughs> It's the light is in the sky one time. We're going to take this moment of silence and remembrance for Ayashima. Oh. All right. We got Ayashima chapter 25 entitled The Final Chapter, The Orara Game. Um, so where we, we pick up pretty much what we left off, um, Morrow and the gang are about to take on this Dopo clone, which they do. And they, you know, everybody pretty much runs all their specials on this dude. Everybody's running their special techniques. They jumped this guy. I'm just going, let's just call it a spade a spade. Right. They jumped Tam- Tamagawa Dopo. They jumped yeah. him. But they used some, some pretty creative. i tell you this. They went off with the attacks and stuff they did, combining like their skills and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was all super fun to read the, the whole thing, you know. Um, the over-the-top name that he had for his punch, <laughs> yeah. the, the final conquering, destructo, heavenly, true phoenix punch. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, Marvel? <laughs> and then, you know, doing the concept of, uh, like, you just got to punch, you got to grab what's under the layers of Dopo and dealing with the wave of trying to get through it, you know, having, remembering punching the rock, rah-rah transforming and, and Goku, pushing them. I'm sorry, yeah, rah-rah. Yeah, right. yeah. And then Goku, you funny as hell. The father-son, like, <laughs> rah-rah transforms into her form and pushes him, you know, into this wave to separate Tamagawa from uh, the Dopo thing that he turned into. And then after that, the general manager, <laughs> Yobu Danuki, uh, he gets up. And it's funny because Tim keeps on asking, he's like, why does he have a towel wrapped around his waist? <laughs> and they're still talking. And he's just like, what's that that's hanging down from between his <laughs> like, legs? Like, hey, just shut up, bro. <laughs> like, bro, don't do this right now. Um, but essentially, long story short, he says that he'll back the Rara gang and he'll help facilitate a, a battle uh, for them to have with Dopo. Mm-hmm. So uh, with that, he's just like, well, he sets it up and he says, well, I'll do it as long as I can take 
you know, my friends and stuff with me, we'll do it. And he and Arara have a moment where it's like, as long as I got Morrow, as long as I got Arara, like, we'll run dude fade. And we get a face off, Dopo and his fur coat and all that looking crazy. And we got Morrow surprisingly in a suit and actual shoes faced off against Dopo in a battle of guts and a battle of souls. And Obviously, Morrow goes to throw the first punch, and that is the end of Ayashiman. Mm. And I mean, not just the end of that chapter, that is the end of the series. 25 chapters in, 25 chapters out, we done. Mm. Um, I would definitely be curious as to why it was ended. It could be, it could be that uh, people weren't reading it. Or being real, dude could have just decided to end it. Right. Because if we're being honest, like, the last manga he did wasn't even 150 chapters, mm-hmm. you know, which is, which really makes me think that when that Hell's Paradise comes out, it might only be one season. I don't think it'll be more than one season, mm-hmm. you know, just considering. Um, overall, of the chapter, I thought it was dope. Um, they did what they had to do, considering that it was like a jump right to the end of it. Right. Um, so... Ultimately, I guess we'll just see what happens. You know, we'll be, I'll definitely be checking out whatever the next thing Yuji Kaku writes um, from Ayashiman. And just because it's over doesn't mean you shouldn't check it out. Um, you know, it's 25 chapters. If you don't have anything, you know, really else going on that's crazy, check it out. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Anything, it has no to excuse. end abruptly, but yeah. <clears throat> you can definitely catch all of it now. So, yeah. but that's all I got. TJ, what about you? Um, alternative title, didn't see that ending coming. Other alternative title, The Power of Friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess as much as we enjoyed the series, right? Uh, to me, it was just like kind of a firm reminder, like other than, like you said, the author may have just chosen to pull the plug. Um, it's a reminder that ratings can make or break our series, right? As much as we love it, mm-hmm. as much as we're like, you know, pushing it out there. Um, if it's not doing well on the ratings, it can just be forced to end, right? That's just how it works. Um, and knowing this explains why to me the chapter felt a little rushed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going into the final battle, so on and so forth. And also, side note too, uh, it looks like maybe this was because the it was the end, but maybe one of the things we could have seen was like maybe some actual, you know, romantic entanglement or romantic feelings forming between Maru and Urara. Like, I wouldn't have seen it that way, but the way they looked at each other, and of course, the way the background is drawn to, like, lovey-dovey, it's like, oh, well, crap, I didn't know that that would have been a thing. And, you know, uh, you you could expand upon that to be like, oh, but wait, she's Nayashiman, he's a human, but then you have people like Ozunu who end up living, like, centuries, so it's like, whatever, right? But I would have wanted them to just continue to have the brother-sister type of relationship. Same, same, I would have liked that, too. It just looked like there was something... uh, there was something that there was something hinted at, right? Another thing to consider: mm-hmm. Tamagawa never apologizes. <laughs> uh, uh, as expected, something that I had uh, thought about a few chapters ago, uh, one of our episodes, it's like Gyobu Danuki is the one who had the real relationship with Kyo. Like this is confirmed because he's like Kyo and I go way back, right? Not Tamagawa. Right, Tamagawa is just like, man, I'm only loyal to one person and one person only, right? Mm-hmm. Ten as the comic relief, you already touched on it, hilarious. Um, this was some good action, but again, to me, it's just like that scene from the very first Matrix, not like this, not, not like, like this. this, 
you know, for mm. what it's worth, Final Conquering Destructo Heavenly True Phoenix Punch, excellent name for a final attack, but again, not like this, because to me in my head, I was like thinking, oh, spirit gun level, you know, mm. but it was more like, like, you know, enter the soul, get past the layers, grab the true uh, identity, the true soul, pull that out. And then, like you said, it was dope seeing a lot of kind of being there, his support and help them out. Uh, everyone had their moments, right? Everyone had their moments in this. It was cool. I feel like we got denied character development because we know that, you know, shit could have gone a lot deeper. And we got denied a lot. It's 25 chapters. We got denied <laughs> a true shonen style growth and strength for our main characters and the crew. Right, mm -hmm. solving the mysteries around Elias' birthright, which I feel like we were getting somewhere, um, but there were still some unanswered questions. I don't know. Um, either way, I wish Yuji Kaku much success because their story definitely doesn't end here. Right? They might already be working on the next project, and I'll be there for it. Right? Matt, Matt put me onto this. I started reading Jigoku Daku, still working my way through that. Um, yeah, whatever they got to, to show, whatever they're working on, whether it be through Shonen Jump or some other publisher, I'll be there. That's me. Nothing else to add, bro. Yeah, man. Well, go ahead and take us into our next one, brother. Oh, no, that's all you, Chief? Kaiju number eight? Yeah, you know, I'm just so I'm so discombobulated by the fact that it's over with, that I just, I didn't want to review. You gave up on the rest of the show? I just gave up. I was like, I guess he got it. Um, hey, hold on. It's like... <laughs> No, All right, y'all, it's been real. I see y'all on the Matt, combat wait. sports. <laughs> Matt! Right. Um, yeah, man, we got Kaiju number eight, chapter 63, titled At His Limit. Um, pretty much where we left off, Leno is having an entire mental breakdown. Yeah. Um, he's falling apart. His body's falling apart. Mentally, he's like crushing himself already. And um, yeah, man, on the other end, you got his boy Ichikawa. Um, that, that's the right name, right? DJ? Uh, Iharu or last name Furuhashi. Furuhashi, damn, where did I get Ichikawa? Anyway. That's Leno's um, last name. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. So yeah, we got Iharu pretty much waking Leno up. And I thought he was figuratively picking him up, but he literally did pick him up and put him on his back. And he starts to run because one of the commanders is helping him by time. And he's mm -hmm. pretty much explaining to him, like, look, dog, um, you're failing this test right now. We got to get the, like, you got to pass this because essentially, like, if you ain't, if you can't succeed, I'm not going to succeed because I'm yeah. chasing you type yeah. shit. So... Uh, he literally like headbutts this dude to let him know, like you, you know, because he tried to tell him like, "Oh, you got to get out of here." He's like, it was that, it was that, "I'm uh, not soft." Snap out of it, moment. Yeah, it was a snap out of a moment, but he also gave him the headbutt, like, "Yo, dog, I don't need to not. I don't. You can't tell me it's dangerous when I just oh, went yeah. to the heart of the danger to come and get you. I'm ass. older like, than you, bitch. <laughs> right, and yeah. on top of that, I'm older than you." One, I'm older than you. I'm taller than you. And I ran into danger to come and get you. Mm -hmm. So don't tell me nothing about no danger. <laughs> and they come up with a plan. And they come up with a plan on how they're going to take out this kaiju. And then we see Haru just starts going off. And they're looking. It's like, wait a minute. How much power is he kicking out of the suit? And the numbers keep going up and down. They keep mm -hmm. jumping. And that's when the commander realizes that when Iharu gets completely focused, 
that's when the numbers are going up and that mm-hmm. he Comparable. does a similar thing. Mm-hmm. Like he himself does something very similar in the, in the way that, you know, he can channel his focus when it's necessary, which I think is an interesting thing for them to throw in here and definitely an interesting thing that they can add because like, you know, it's just adding more lore to the suits and more lore to like their world of like how they can do different things. You know what right. I'm saying? Oh, 100%. So, I thought that it was cool. Um, I also thought the panel where Haru was like, you know, he's running, trying to, you know, he's pretty much performing his part of the plan. And he's like, you know, I may not have been a prodigy. And, you know, being a hero wasn't in the cars for me and stuff. But, like, I'm not going to stop. Like, if somebody puts a wall in front of me, I'm just going to punch it down type shit. And um, he does his job, but he pretty much damn near starts, like, destroying this kaiju as if he has the suit that Leno has on. And after doing all this work, we see Leno from afar and we just see a big bang and like even just the effect that they use just to show how much power came from that shot. I mean, he blows like a crater through this kaiju. Basically, it's not going to be in the next chapter. No, yeah, he ain't going to be in Rush Hour 3 for sure. (laughs) You know, uh, yeah, and this is pretty much just Iharu and Leno just performed all they tag team moves on this kaiju and got them out the game. So I thought it was cool. I thought it was a good chapter. I enjoyed showing that, like, you know, they're showing that another person is powerful, you know, building up more characters and stuff. I personally am ready to get back to Kafka. Um, but I, w- I still wasn't mad at it. It was animated good and stuff like that. I feel like we're going to still, they're going to still hold us off a little bit longer. I think we're going to get one more person before we get back to Kafka. Uh, that's just my prediction. To be honest. I know, bro. I know. Um, it's like, oh. Why don't you tell us how you how you feeling? How you feel about? Oh, yourself? I love this chapter. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I was like, uh, they like switch it, code switch on you. Um, listen, I still don't have any respect for Captain Ogata. Like, yeah, you know I mean, it's like the reason why I don't have any respect is because it's been all talk with him so far, and I know you don't just get to Captain level with all talk. Like he had to have done some work, but so far it's just been him with his arms crossed, being like, "Bro, you shouldn't do this." Oh, I man. bet you dog the truth, Loki. Oh man, like oh he's just like me, like you how nigga we ain't seen shit. Like we ain't seen you know. do nothing, bro. Like, like, but, What's the name of your technique? We don't know. <laughs> right, uh, but that's just me ragging on Ogata, and I, I'm with you too. Like he's probably the truth. I'm just like you know if we just look at the paper, we just look at the canon right now, homie. We, yeah, I mean, what have you done for me lately? Right now. Once again, shout out to the power of friendship. The whole Iharu sharing a similarity to Captain Ogata and how he draws out the power from the suit when he's focused is interesting. It made me think of uh, Dragon Ball, right? Like controlling your key, right? Like uh, in like like when Goku's on Namek and they're like, "Oh man, it's just power levels, just it's trash, man. You can handle." It. And then you know he one shots, you know everybody. They're like, "Wait a second, he one shots the Ginyu Force." They're like, "Uh, check his power level again." It's like what? Um, that's like one instance, like that, that's happened several times throughout the series, but the whole idea of them being able to control their power levels, I'm seeing the parallel here, uh, in Kaiju number eight. And it's also interesting too, in that we keep learning more and more that the suit and the capability to draw power from the suit differs based on the individual, right? Mm, and then yeah, how versus a Leno, you, right. and then how versus a Leno versus a Kikoru versus a Kafka versus a uh, Narumi, right? It's all dip versus Amina, right? They all seem to draw out 
the power very differently. And I think that's cool. You know, like, it's not like a cookie cutter situation. It's like, no, bro, it's just going to respond to whatever you give it. Right. Like that's you. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I enjoy that. Um, but, uh, as much as I would like the series to explore this, it still feels like the end game is right around the corner. Right. I mean, again, tick, tick, tick. We're, we're on Kaiju number nine's clock. We're not on, uh, yeah, you got all the time in the world to potentially train up Ihado to be a monster. It's like, no, bro, you only have the time that Kaiju number nine gives y'all. Yeah, right? you have that's, the time that's you're allowed. Right. Um, yeah, man. It's like, I'm going to still say this. I think Ihado might be up for the Majin Vegeta treatment, although I think this chapter kind of kills that a little bit. But I'm going to just still keep it out there because you never know. Uh, the reason why I'm saying this, why Yes. Like, I mean, I just say, but I'm going to say it again, right? In the sense that, uh, yeah, if he trains up, Ihado can be a monster, right? Cool. But we don't have the time. And then, again, the Kaiju number nine clock is ticking. So it's like, maybe in that final battle, he gets tempted in some way, shape, or form. Maybe he gets recruited to the other side. Maybe he gets tempted, but he uses it to help the forces of good. I don't know. But it, it's interesting. The shot of Leno blasting that core and freezing up the cliff for stability was cold. I'm sorry. Um, Ooh, I guess shit. he officially it gets was. A, yeah, I don't know, but the pun, right? I guess what he up? gets to rock, uh, to rock that suit now, right? Mm -hmm. uh, suit six, that's that's all him now. But I guess he owes uh, Ihadu like some thanks, bro. Like next few meals are on him. Uh, Man, good, for real. Good chapter, though. Good chapter. Uh, Kaiju number eight comes out every two weeks. Never disappoints, but I'm with Matt. Take us back to Kafka. Take us back to Kikoda. Kikoda, much less so. Let's just see what's good with Kafka. He, he's, I think we're going to get Kikoda first. Oh, man. But, <laughs> nah, yeah, I mean, because I think when we get to him, you know what I think it's going to be? I think when More we of get... Him can't transform back to human, human shape or well, whatever. Obviously, right? they're going to keep doing that. That's for sure. But I think I think what it's going to be, Ed, we're going to get Kikoda, and then after that, when we finally get back to Kafka our way of seeing his growth is going to be in a fight. His right. shit isn't going to be training. Right. Or we'll probably see his growth in combat because pretty much that's how we've seen it every time. You think it's going to be a, it's, it's going to be a situation where it's like he, he, uh, he transforms one part of his body at a time mid battle or something like that. Like to show off how strong he's going to like, I don't I think to he's going to, I, I think Left he's going to surprise wow. us and yeah. be more proficient with the suit. I think we're okay. going to get surprised and we're going to find out that he can crank out more power out of the suit. Okay. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. Um, but it's like, give us a time skip or show like number nine showing up on shore or some shit. I don't know. Like, I, I something. I'm, <sighs> I'm just let time. us know where we are. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, yeah, basically. Uh, but I got nothing else on this, man. Okay, man. Well, uh, go ahead and take us into Jujutsu Kaiser. Oh, you mean uh, 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 all this New York energy coming out of Hakari is like Bro. highlight reel? It's, it's Hakari's turn now. Listen, I thought Yuta's mixed tables wild, but like Hakari has just, it's been a different vibe altogether. Uh, let me just get into it. Jujutsu Kaisen, of course, Giga Akutami, shout out the author, right? Chapter 186. We're back to the uh, naming scheme for this whole culling game, right? Tokyo number two colony, part five. Where did we leave off in the previous chapter? 
A new challenger has entered. Hakadi entered the chat to the tune of Ania by MOP. <laughs> Listen, uh, I, I got an idea, man. I'm going to tell it to you offline, too. I think there's something we might consider doing. But mm-hmm. just remind me, Hakadi, <laughs> right, uh, not only does he make an entrance, but wastes absolutely no time in throwing hands at Kashimo. The exchanges weren't exactly one-sided, but Kinji is clearly not in danger. For you see, he's still riding on the momentum of his previous jackpot against Bernal, RIP. <laughs> Every mm-hmm. chapter is like more confirmation that Bernal just did not make it. Uh, yeah, bro, he's, I, I told you, bro, he got him out of yeah, there. He got grand opening grand he got clapped. He got clapped, bro. He did. Uh, turns out his domain expansion, and by his, I'm talking about Hakadi, right? Uh, gives him another edge that we and and we the readers and Kashimo didn't see coming. Like this is crazy. Let me get into the review. Alternate title for this chapter: Knuck if you buck. Other <laughs> alternate title: I ain't worried about it. The first three pages, if you include the cover of this manga, have zero dialogue, and we've seen this with Jujutsu Kaisen before. And some of those like extra action chapters have this like similar thing where it's like you won't see a text bubble for at least three pages. The domain expansion for Restless Gambler, the theme song, is still playing. So my man is throwing hands to a soundtrack, Matt. He's mm-hmm. throwing hands to a soundtrack. So he's still riding off the jackpot he hit on Shao Bell now. R.I.P., right? Uh, <laughs> hits Kashiwa with a punch. Listen to the energy that's coming off of me, off of Jujutsu Kaisen. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have this energy. Sometimes I get it for Sakamoto days, but Jujutsu Kaisen always brings something different out of me. This that, arc been crazy. That, dude, dude. When, when the anime catches up to this, oh my God. Um, but he hits Kashimo with a punch that puts a dent into a shipping container on impact, bro. It's like, it's like the shipping container gets lifted off the ground you guys know how big a shipping container is then <laughs> then my dude does a jump spinning double outside crescent kick or a double leg for my tricking aficionados or armada dupla for my capoeira heads right he doesn't land the double leg but does heavy damage to another shipping container shout out to the shipping containers who just seem to be taking the brunt of kinji strikes right now right hakari came into this not even knowing it was Kashimo until after the fact, right? My man was just coming in to get revenge for his boy Panda, which, you know, Panda's out there still living, I guess, right? If that's what you call living. If that's what you call it, bro. He is alive. He's alive, but he, he operates on a totally different uh, uh, schematic, if you will. That panel where Kinji feel, I know you felt this too, where Kinji feels the curse energy pulsing within him, same yeah. vibes as those panels in Epo 1341, where Takamura feels how strong he is. Yeah. That's the same energy. I'm not going to describe those you panels. Feel the you feel <laughs> Don't call it a tangle. <laughs> he called it that. I know, but just... Uh, <laughs> but to be fair, right? To be fair, Yuda and Kenji are similar in battle. I, I've been, I feel like Kenji's They're literally the two people reel, Gojo told us about. Right. I feel like Kenji's highlight reel has been a little bit more exciting, but the, the thing that's similar to them is that there's not much talking going on from them. It's always their opponents. They're just straight up hands, straight up action the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that with Yuda too? He barely says a word unless it's like, Rika, 
So well, you like, don't really talk anyway. So yeah, he's a man of very few words. But Kenji too, it's like uh, if it's gambling, my boy is like a nonstop talker. But once it's like time to throw hands, he'll hit you with that New York energy, right? Just let his Tims do the talking for him. But right, I feel like well, yeah. You go ahead, go go ahead. I'll wait. No, I'll, say it real quick before I lose it because I still no, I, I ain't gonna lose. Okay, I ain't gonna okay. lose. You good? Um. That mid-air, like, crucifix move he did to, to Kashimo and then, like, dropped him into that concrete and it cracked. I'm like, bro, how? Uh, Kenji, like I said, alternate title could have been, one of the alternate titles could have been I ain't worried about, it, but Kenji's, like, the epitome of it. Why? His arm got blown off by that, like, Palpatine Sith lightning and he didn't even flinch. Because why? In jackpot mode, he naturally uses reverse curse technique and apparently... Reverse curse technique can regrow limbs. I thought it was just like surface healing, but I like my man just did a piccolo. No, reverse curse technique is just heal. His arm, yeah, it's just like no, it's not. Even, it's like cancel out whatever events just happened. It might affect time, bro. Um, oh God! But but wait, there's more, right? My guy is immortal for the next four minutes and eleven seconds, and every time the 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 jackpot is starting to wind down. He can just expand his domain again, and it's infinite immortality, right? If he hits another jackpot. Kenji does not come to play. He's all about that action. It's like he's not even giving Kai he just, a chance he's, to breathe, bro. Yeah, he's literally just going to keep going. He, he like, said that he forces his own luck. Right. He has now hit the jackpot. And with that, he can just keep creating a jackpot for himself. Infinite. over. And over. I tell, like, whoever's in front of him is just dust, I guess, right? Like, bro, dog is so different. Oh, my goodness, man. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, this nigga is just New York, right? Like, <laughs> but hold on, though, right? Hold on, right? Aside from there, this is something I want to bring up to you before I close out my notes on this. And I want to hear what you got, what you think as well. But um, aside from us knowing that Kashimo's got that cursed energy, force lightning, shout out Emperor Palpatine stuff going on, right? And apparently some disrespectful hands. I got to give a call back to what he did to Panda, right? Mm-hmm. We haven't seen Kashimo's domain expansion. And you know that if Kashimo is an old school spirit from Kenjaku's era, Kashimo's got to have some type of domain, right? And you mm-hmm. know it's got to be something crazy, right? Especially if we're already seeing force lightning. But... If this is anything like Yuta's highlight reel, we might never get to see that shit, right? <laughs> Kenji's mm-hmm. going to get those 100 points, right? That was that might have been the only thing he said other than his name. It's like, yo, can I get can I can I get your 100 points or whatever? Um, yeah, once I'm, he realized who he was. Right, right, <laughs> right. Uh, I'm hyped for the next one, bro. What do you think, Matt? Bro, I think if we talking about between him and Yuji, I think Yuji's was more exciting. You mean Yuta? Um, Yuta, I'm sorry. I think Yuta's mixtape was more exciting, but I think Hikari, he's just destructive. Yeah. Like, there's no finesse. I mean, there's finesse, but, like, he's just a rough guy. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, well, now I'm doing this. Like, even in the way that he fights, like, you know, it seemed when we were watching, like, Yuta fight, like, it seemed like it was more like, oh, you know, like... yeah. It was more technical. Yeah. And like, Hikari is just like, it's skilled, but he's rough around the edge. It's like, I'm just That's letting an understatement. Go. Yeah, look at those shipping containers, man. <laughs> like, I'm just like, Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, even in the way that they animate, like, the way that he's doing his attacks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's all, they're big. He's trying to hurt you. 
Um, yeah, man, it, it was it was wild. I was like, yeah, now I'm immortal and I'm permanently immortal. And like literally what I said when I finished reading this chapter, I was like, this is why Gojo said what he said. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is yeah. it right here. Yeah. This is exactly why. Like, he's not, he's not like y'all. He's a problem. And y'all. they're lucky he's on their side, right? Like, like Bro, I'm, y'all better be thankful that, that you just took that ass whooping to get him on y'all side. Seriously. The, like and and the wild thing is, it's like this is for dude that he's fighting. Really, for anybody who ever runs into Hikari, that's your worst case scenario. <laughs> if you really think about, because you know his stuff is like it's a lot of luck and chances, and he gets different bonuses or he'll get something else. But like, right, this is the absolute worst case scenario if you're his opponent. Right. This was the worst case scenario, like the jackpot that gives him infinite cursed energy. Right. For four minutes and 11 seconds, and he can run that back and right. more than likely hit another jackpot and do it again. <laughs> right. right. Like, oh my God, man. Like, I don't know, man. The, the chapter Jujutsu was great. Problem. I loved it. I yeah. thought it was amazing. Me uh, too. Jujutsu Kaisen does not, it has not let me down ever. No. No, um, it has not. Sometimes it's a little too too much text, but fuck it. You it's know, worth I get it. over it. Yeah. Yeah. I get it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. Especially yeah, when you get a chapter like this where it's just like three pages, no text, just straight action. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Uh, with that being said, shall I take us into My Hero? I think you should. Now, speaking of action, I think right now, if we take a look at our other titles, Jujutsu Kaisen is king in terms of action. Sakamoto Days is like for sure runner-up, if not tied with Jujutsu Kaisen. Well, Jujutsu Kaisen is doing it because this arc has basically been all action. Right. Um, but this chapter of My Hero this week, I think, delivered. Uh, chapter 354 titled Here. Previous chapter, all for one basically started the psychological manipulation as he faces Hawks and Endeavor. Let me get into a quick summary before I get into my notes. Uh, the strongest duo, really, right now amongst the pros, Hawks and Endeavor, continue to fight against All for One. Something's off, though, because All for One continues to attack them both psychologically. And sure, and physically, let's not forget the physical attacks too. And sure enough, the flow of the battle is starting to shift towards all for one. When it looks like this is it, here comes Tokoyami and Jiro. Let me get into a quick review. Uh, I didn't want to continue directly after the last chapter. I talked to Matt about this, but I wanted Aoyama to face his retribution at the hands of Kunieda. Might be the only time we actually root for a villain, uh, low key. Um, I don't know that Hawks, well, I didn't know that Hawks' wings weren't fully restored. Uh, Cause I remember I asked you about that. I, I feel like mm-hmm. a few episodes, maybe like when we were selling the single digits, right? Um, but I was like, oh, his wings grew back, but apparently they weren't fully restored. And because, cause like recovery girl took him to a point, but then he's got prosthetic feathers or prosthetic things added to his wings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because of that, he's lost a significant amount of his speed. Now, another thing we got to keep in mind with Hawks, and this is, again, looking at the forest, not just the current tree, he still might have to face retribution for twice his death. And let's keep in mind, we still don't know what's good with Himiko, right? And for mm-hmm. that matter, Deku, uh, Ulalaka, aka Aravity, and uh, Tsuyu, right? Fropi, right? But I'm mentioning Himiko because she was super affected by twice his death. And if mm-hmm. we remember correctly, she also has a vial of twice his blood. 
right? Mm-hmm. And I I wouldn't be surprised if Hawks is on her hit list. Let's just put it that way. Now, should we just start calling all for one Vader at this point? Well, with the whole life support system thing being in his helmet and whatnot, you know mm-hmm. the, the dude's just probably mouth breathing, but that's neither here nor there. Endeavor should be taking a page out of Hawks' book in terms of staying calm and collected. Because like even when all for one is hitting him with those psychological attacks, Hawks is like keeping that whole cool, I am bothered facade, right? He's even like throwing quips here and there mid-battle. I mean, it shifts when he sees like Endeavor gets pushed over there. He's like, hey, hey, you stay cool, bro, stay cool. And Endeavor's like, all for one, but I'll get to that. Um, mm-hmm. And speaking of which, before I even go any further, we need to acknowledge that, again, this chapter delivered in terms of action. Um, and our, in terms of the artwork, I don't know if you felt this, but it felt like Endeavor's flames were drawn in such a way where they were burning even more intense than the usual artwork we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if he, he was got, mad. Yeah, he was mad. And like, like it was even taking the shape of a fist when he was like doing burning fists. It was like that giant fish shaped flame. It was, it was actually really sick. I wonder if he either got boosted by Shoto's victory or if, you know, the more likely case, the emotions are getting to him because, you know, all for ones, one of all for ones quirks is trash talk, right? Mm-hmm. It's interesting. How, quirks, that's <laughs> it's interesting how the combat strategy was hella constrained, like off the jump, by the fact that all for one's quirk game is such a wild card. They can't go in with overwhelming force and numbers because he can still quirks. They can't go long distance because of the shockwave quirks. And that's just taking into consideration the quirks they're aware of. All for one, this whole chapter, man, we're just reminded about how ruthless he is. And like you said, the demon lord, even when um, uh, uh, Jito and Tokuyami showed up, he's like, oh, you guys are just the side characters that are used to show the power scaling. I was like, Jesus, dude. Yeah, uh, disrespect. I, I mean, like, my guy. Uh, Endeavor, at this point, man, he's just piling on these injuries. Like, that facial scar, right? Now my man's lost an arm, and unfortunately for him, he doesn't have the restless gambler jackpot. Shout out to Jujutsu Kaisen. Mm-hmm. Again, don't challenge all for one to a roast battle. Dude will just hit you where it hurts. It won't even be fun. Like, it'll just you just end up crying, right? Calling Hawks Nagant's replacement, and if you guys don't remember who he's Nagant the guy, was, he's the guy that like when y'all cracking on each other, he don't want to go personal. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, like remember, Nagant was the one that. Like I think one of the one of Deku's final battles before he returned to the academy, right? Uh, she was the sniper, the sniper hero who got disillusioned with the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. Was basically being like Hawks, like you know, going undercover and shit, and then got disillusioned and ended up going to the villain side. But unfortunately, she uh, she got basically murked by all for one when they when you know she got caught by Deku. Uh, I think mm-hmm. like he hit her with the self destruct, which is like damn. And then he called her Nagant's replacement. I was like, dude, you, yeah. Anyway, shout out to Class 1A. Shout out to Earphone Jack, a.k.a. Jiro Kiyoka. Shout out to Tokoyami, a.k.a. what was it? Uh, Dark Hero Tsukuyomi or something like that. Uh, basically yeah. saved Endeavor and Hawks for now, right? Hawks damn near gave up uh, Tokoyami's government name, right? And he didn't even know Jiro's name at all, which I thought was kind of funny uh, considering the circumstances. 
Tokoyami being unable to focus because of that ass, hilarious. Uh, mm-hmm. Looks like earphone jack 100% got an upgrade. I feel like I saw the how she got the her ear her earlobe jacks plugged into the portable speakers. I feel like I saw that before, but I couldn't remember at the time I was writing it. Um, but it was cool seeing like what her upgrade allowed her to do. She basically generated a sound shield um, mm-hmm. in front of Endeavor and Hawks. Now, why do I get the feeling that Dark Shadow was probably complaining the whole time they were flying? Because uh, if you know anything about Tokoyami and Dark Shadow, I think it's a stretch to say that they even get along, right? <laughs> uh, but I mean, they have a way to work together, but like Dark Shadow can be its own character at times. And if things, if it like gets too imbued with darkness, it becomes like uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't sit in pure darkness. Yeah. Kyoka's like last line for the panel, I thought was a pretty good way to end the chapter. Uh, this chapter delivered for me. What'd you think, Matt? Hmm. I, I enjoyed the chapter. I didn't hate it. Right. Um, it's okay. I'm, it's okay, no, no, no. bro. <laughs> I, my thing is, I'm, I just want to get back to Deco and them. Like, I'm, I'm trying to yeah, see. I'm with you. I feel like they, I just don't like that I was teased with something that was like, I, I don't like that I was teased with probably the most massive part of this whole thing only to be taken away from it. Like, For a few I would have rather, now. yeah, I would have rather they just like, Showed me that I was gonna get that, and then show me all this other stuff. Like, right? But, you know, that's just that's really just me more than anything else. Uh, nitpicking. No, I think you're valid. That's the formula too. They do that on purpose, and it's just frustrating. But yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Like, at least give us some like Deku's on snake uh, snake way or something like that, right? So it's like we yeah, know like some type of progress like- is being made. Let's not just jump off this and be like, we're going to work our way back around it. Like, nah. Right. right. Even nah. if it's just a panel of Deku, like, flying over the water, it's like, that's that's at least, okay. So, you know, some progress is being made, you know, but I feel you. Keep going, bro. Yeah, man. Um, That was how I felt about it, honestly. I thought the fight was cool. Uh, I definitely was wondering how they was about to get out of this. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm also just like, God damn, Endeavor, like, how how is something how is this simple of a trick working on you? Yeah. How are you just letting how are you letting this dude two things I, I took out of this? One, how are you letting this dude talk to you crazy to the point that it pushes you to try to do a blind rage attack? Like at this stage of the game, in your pro career, at this stage of the game of just being a hero, at this stage of the game, knowing what y'all know about, dude, how did you even allow that like to go over on you? One. Right, right. And then two. Hawks being like, we've identified a weakness, the mask. Yeah, no shit. Bro been on life support the entire time. Like, why? I want to, you know what? I want somebody to do so badly. I want somebody to go to All Might and be like, bro, what did you do to this guy? Right. What what was the move you did that punched his face off and got him on this permanent life support? Because the man got 10 million quirks and he still needs this. Yeah. So I need you to, what did you hit him with? Like, what did you do? Right. Because we need to do that again. Because it's not like a, a super situation where, you know, Bardock passed away or whatever, and you can't, like, just ask us, like, hey, how'd you deal with gas? It's like, no, All Might is still alive, bro. Just give it up. Tell us what you did. Like, 
maybe make this end a little bit quicker. I agree with you on that. That's this is some really good callouts, Matt. Yeah, man. That's that's that was just my feeling on it. Um, I thought it was cool. It was a cool way to show some of the other people in class A that were around, you know, um, because we're pretty much in a it's a war situation, so everybody's gonna get mixed up, you know, it's plenty of plenty of opportunity for like fan service and stuff like that. So yeah. uh I'm definitely looking forward to like just what's gonna happen going forward. Again, aside from like, you know, the one complaint. Cause it was also like Hawks is very clearly recognizing that dude is just trying to rile y'all up. Yeah. Like it was just it's very basic riling up. Like how is it this easy? How is it this easy? And if it's this easy, how did you become the number one hero, bro? I just don't get it. Well, no, you know how he became the number one hero. All might retire. <laughs> How'd you like, become number two? If you right. could just let somebody make you mad, like your mama. Ah! Like, <laughs> come on, bro. Uh, but that's just that's that's it. That's it, all I got on it, man. <laughs> uh, that's it, man. I'm I'm straight mama. on it. Ah! <laughs> yeah, and he just like he just goes to 10. Like, <laughs> right. Come on, bro. Be better. Could you say that Endeavor is a hothead? I'm sorry. Right. The exit was where? Okay. Uh, All, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My bad, y'all. My bad. Uh, anyway, with that being said, let's just get into our topic of the week. Uh, this week was... Who's your favorite MMA fighter and or just your favorite martial artist? All right. Who wants to go first? You gonna hit. All right. Uh, favorite MMA fighter and or martial artist. I got to, of course, give it up to Detroit Dust and Steven Seagal. 100%. This motherfucker's a comedian. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> uh, locally, uh, you know me. I can't just keep it to just one. Too many in a name. But uh, this is not a definitive list. If I miss somebody, please don't be offended. Don't come after me. Don't at me. Uh, it's all love here at the Now Mind You podcast, but, you know, it's what it is. Anyway, Fred Degerberg, Oscar Bravo, Leonard Arguelles, uh, most of the Degerberg crew, some of my teachers like Joe Villanueva, right, uh, Eddie Mendoza, uh, 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 um, uh, Leah Rosenberg, like, these are just to name a few of the people uh, who were just a part of my formative years in terms of martial arts and my development. And like, if I hadn't met a lot of these people, I wouldn't even be in the jujitsu game. Um, on the jujitsu tip, got to give a shout out to Professor Henry Akins. Uh, that dude trained directly with Hicks and Gracie and his like, his game is like, just different, just different. Uh, on the wrestling side, got to give a shout out to my coach, Alex Matosov. Like that dude, oh, man. <laughs> it's like I'm just like, Favorite martial artists and people who just like beat me up on a weekly basis and I guess make <laughs> me better. Um, on the movie tip, I gotta give, this might be a little bit of recency bias, just like the past five, 10 years. Eco Uwais, Uwais, yep. but uh, listen, if you've never watched The Raid or what was that one movie we all saw uh, in the group chat? Uh, the night comes for us or whatever, mm -hmm. where they're just out here eviscerating and then they, they kick the fucking metal beat. But if you've yeah. never watched The Raid or The Raid 2, handle that. He's a legit martial artist, too. It's not just like yeah. he came from a martial arts background. Uh, if you've never watched Men in Tow, Men in Tao, uh, that was like one of the first movies he appeared in. And listen, mm -hmm. uh, martial arts on the art side, the performance side, got to give it up to a few OGs. Daniel Sterling, David Douglas, Mike Chatterandabut, Daniel Graham, and Anish Sherfa. Uh, if you've never watched any of the sport karate martial art tournaments and you've never heard of the team, Paul Mitchell, do yourself a favor, 
look these dudes up on YouTube. They're not all part of Team Paul Mitchell, but it's like these guys are legend in the sport karate game. Like, like this is like the the area where you got like the Raymond Daniels, the Steve Taradas, the uh, uh, the Stephen Wonderboy Thompsons before he made that transition over to the UFC or whatever. Like, this is where they came from. Um, it's not just the the art side; like that's also the sparring side too. But honorable mentions: Jean Claude Van Damme, Michael Jai White. You know why? <laughs> I'm gonna take it over to you, Matt. Um, I think I definitely took this in a different direction. <laughs> um, I I went MMA fighter, and I went with two people specifically. Uh huh. Um, and I think. If I'm just talking about people overall, not I'm not saying I think these people are the absolute best, even though they were at one point or another considered goats in their weight classes. Um, this I'm not saying this is fly out the best. This is just for me, my Demetrius favorite. Johnson. Yeah, you funny as hell. Uh, my favorite. Pound for pound. All right, go. Pound ahead. for pound. No, he's <laughs> the truth. He is the truth. Don't get me wrong. Um, but yeah, like people that I think. I picked these people as my favorites because I felt like I was inspired by these people. Um, even on just my own martial arts journey or just in, just in combat sports in general. And it's uh, Anderson Silva and Dominic Cruz, mm. right? Um, I'm a huge fan of defense. I'm a huge fan of hit and not get hit. I'm a huge fan of like making people miss a lot. You know, um, there's something extremely satisfying about that to me. And I was gifted that a lot with Dominic Cruz and mm-hmm. with obviously Anderson Silva, but I'm I'm gonna stick with Dominic Cruz for a second. Um dude, it's nothing short of poetry in motion watching Dominic Cruz in WEC. Mm. You watch and he was that was half the reason I even had Fight Pass for the amount of time that I had it was to watch the WEC library uh-huh. because like no nah, you really just don't understand man like Dominic was something else Dominic beat Demetrius before and like he mm-hmm. beat him convincingly mm-hmm. and I mean I need you to understand making making Demetrius miss like think about how long that was the only loss on Demetrius Johnson's record. Think about how long that went. True. You know what I'm saying? And just the amount of things Dominic came back from and was still able to perform at a high level, whether he was the same he had always been or a little bit faster or a little slower or whatever. Like, dude has never not looked good even when he's come back from long layoffs. And he's come back from some horrific injuries, mm-hmm. you know? Like, things that would end most people's career, things that definitely would, like, you know, push you to not want to fight. And, you know, even just in me seeing the way that his fighting style has changed as, as he's aged, but he still has maintained, you know, the the prominence of defense and movement. And, you know, he is pretty awkward and things like that. But I mean, there's just so many different techniques I see him use and utilize that I thought were amazing. And then on the other end of it, I got Anderson Silva, just because I was just going, I just went MMA fighter because I didn't, I would have went down like an even longer list if I would have went just my actual favorite martial artist and shit like I mean, that. You're like more of an MMA and fight nerd than I am. So it's like, I just went with the stuff that I actually come back to like a lot more, but yeah, that's no, fair. Keep going. Um, and it was Silva. It was just like, you know, if you've ever seen Anderson Silva fight, it's the same thing, especially when you catch him in like his prime, like, mm-hmm. dude, what was happening? What were you going to do? Like, 
a man that would stand right in front of you and you couldn't hit him. Right. He's literally standing right there. Why aren't you hitting him? It's like, you're trying. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, this dude just seemed invincible. Mm -hmm. Like, when he finally lost, like, when he lost, and I'm not even talking about the Chris Weidman loss. Some shit like that, I think, no matter what, is always bound to happen. And I'm not discrediting Chris Weidman. I'm saying people who tempt fate, you know what I'm saying? You tempt fate, that's going to happen. When you're lollygagging with your hands down and your chin up in the sky, he hit your chin. Right. That's it. Right. I mean, I'm talking about like the leg snap, obviously. Yeah. Like he wasn't obviously, we all know he has not been the same fighter since that that period, you know, mm-hmm. at least. But regardless of that, um, I felt like oh, excuse me. I felt like Anderson Silva was really my guy. Just he was, you know, just in the way that he fought, the way that he moved, there was like a slickness to him. And then me finding out, you know, how how deeply, you know, how deep he is into martial arts. Like, this isn't just an MMA thing for him. Like, he spends time with, you know, masters in other, in, in other actual martial arts disciplines and learns things from him, learns techniques. Like, you know, sought out uh, Ipchun and his, you know, his disciples and things like that to mm-hmm. learn a lot of, like, Jeet Kune, Do and stuff, Jeet Kune Do and things like that from the source. And even now, like, He's just a lifelong martial artist. You know, he's a lifelong fighter. Like, he transitions out of MMA into boxing. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know, man. He's just amazing. I'm just, he's a guy I hope I get to meet one day just to be like, you know, because he was just such a huge inspiration for me. And regardless of the fact that I box, like, I don't do MMA. Like, I had, I have a martial arts background. And like, mm-hmm. man, Anderson Silva just was like, because to me, he, he, to me, Anderson Silva seemed like proof of like, the with the stuff you're doing actually can be applied and it does work yeah. in real life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because there's so much of that, like people learning, like uh, I guess for lack of a better term, more formal styles of martial arts and stuff. And it's always, almost always written off as some like, you know, but would you be able to apply this? And it's not like he has to do the poses or anything like that, but like, you know, if you know what, what are you the know, principles, yeah, exactly. If you know what you know and you look at it, like you see how those things are being applied, you see how he applies different, different things in those, you know, in his fights, especially in those early ones. And I don't know, man. I just love Anderson Silva, man. So mm-hmm. that's pretty much that for me. And that is also going to wrap up this episode. Um, in my observation of our loss of Ayashiman, uh, I'm not going to tell you that I that Aoyama's a bitch this week. We're not even going to go through that. Um, but what I am going to tell you is the manga we'll be covering next week, we will be covering Sakamoto Days. Correct. We will be covering... My Hero? Jujutsu Kaisen. No, we will not be covering Jujutsu Kaisen. We'll be covering My Hero because we don't have Jujutsu Kaisen next week. That is correct. Um, and we will also be covering... Hajime no Ippo. So we got a little bit of a thin week uh, with the loss of our Ayashiman title. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also are not getting Jujutsu Kaisen for another week. As you know, Ayashiman, I mean, not Ayashiman, Kaiju number eight drops every two every weeks. Every two weeks, right. So we're not within the time cycle for that. And Dragon Ball Super only drops once a week. I mean, once a month. Once a month, so, right. You know that that'll be a. It'll be a minute before we get to that one, but pretty soon. I think like what two more weeks we probably gotta wait about. Right. And we might be able to get that. So that's cool. 
Um, also, next week, our topic of the week is going to be uh, a pretty fun one. Uh, this is one that I know is going to melt TJ's brain and ruin his life. It is. <laughs> yeah. What is your seriously? favorite Gundam? <laughs> How are you so, going to make me choose? For you, TJ, for you, TJ, <laughs> no order. You can give me your top five. Because <laughs> he knows how it's going to go cheap. It's definitely like, going to go a list. Like, just give me your top five, bro. <laughs> like, yo, just okay. give me a five. But, 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 but I'm going to put some cuffs on you. No honorable mentions. Damn. You got to <laughs> iron it down to five. It doesn't have to, no, no order. There's no, but this is my absolute no favorite. Just five of your favorites. <laughs> And no honorable mentions. I, I'll do three or so because I, I know it is, it's going to be deeper for you. <laughs> but I'm also like real simple when it comes to those two. But yeah, that's going to be our topic of the week next week, which is our favorite Gundam. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. We are going to see you over at the Combat Sports episode because yep, you're a yep. good person and you're going to listen to both episodes. That's right. Um, you can find me on social media at Matt Hambrick, M-A-T-T-H-A-M-B-R-I-C. You can follow us at Now Mind You Pod. N-O-W-M-I-N-D-P-O-D or podcast. Look wherever you want to look. I promise you, you will find us. Correct. Um, and thank you for checking us out again. TJ, where can they find you, bro? They can find me on the gram at Tuss4Skate. That's T-U-S-S number four underscore S-K-A-T-E. And Check out our Discord. flips and doors and shit. Yeah, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> wait, what? Yeah, I guess. He's in X Games mode all the time. That's <laughs> how I live my life, baby. No. Uh, but like, check out our Discord too. Uh, Hollis, we got some discussions going on there too. Uh, but yeah, nothing else. Uh, thank you all for the support. Enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. Stay safe when this drops, it'll already be over, but it's whatever. Take the energy, take the blessing. Uh, we'll catch you on the Combat Sports episode. Peace. Peace out.